here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go again. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Neon Belly Podcast. We are your hosts, Nate. John, and I'm back, baby. And Brandon. Boys, today we have a packed, <laughs> packed episode. We might not even get to everything. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to recap last night's UFC fight night, Sean Strickland versus Uriah Hall. We'll also talk about Bellator 263, mm-hmm. the finals for the Featherweight Grand Prix. We have a new champion. We'll also give you our picks and predictions for this Saturday night's UFC 266, headlined by Derek Lewis and Saril Ghan. Then we'll run you through some news and happenings in the world of combat sports. And if there is time, like we said, we're going to play a new game called Brandon what Takes His Shirt Happened. Off. Yeah, or Brandon Takes His Shirt Off, whichever you prefer, and so much more. But first, boys, what is up? Does anybody want to sing karaoke real quick? I know Brandon's Not been me. itching to do yes, uh, yes. Bees in the Trap. I kind of want to hear John. Let's say she's a runner, she's a track star, but if it was like a Creed song. She's a runner. She's a track star. Yep. You don't want to get there. Yep. You don't want to get on the background. Yeah, I but love I it. it. That's exactly no. That's exactly what I wanted. He can turn any song into Creed. That's like a oh, anything, anything. Man. It just works out. I think what it was is there was um uh, like a spoof going around where people were doing like singing like that. With arms wide open. Right. <laughs> so I just. You just throw that voice on the thing. I will tell you one thing. If you want to cry, this dude does lips of an angel like he wrote yeah, it. Yeah, little hinder. Really? Yeah. Hinder? Yeah. That was a big, that was the first album. It's a big one, heard. right? Here's the thing. Uh, a little quick story. One time we were upstairs at his house yeah. in his room. Playing NBA Live NBA 2006. Live, yeah. He wasn't, do, like we were bored. Uh, he randomly, there was a box by him and he had like a, a butter knife with him and he was like drumming on it and he was just going in on the verse. Yeah. Killing the song like it was lips of an angel. He went yeah. through the whole song because like, like you think like oh you're gonna get to the good part and like maybe the hook and stop and then it's like nope he yeah. went second verse. Yeah, Dang. he just kind of black out when I get in that song. I just kind of black out. Yeah. There's something about that song. Really? Yeah, I would have never. When I looked at him, that. I seen a mixture of Fergie and Jesus. Yeah, wow. yeah, I felt like I was watching myself you might have floating to, above. You might have myself. to do this. I might have to see this now. Like some, I might do it at the wedding. Okay, <laughs> seems yeah, like a good place. We'll know, if, we'll know if something's up when he does his vows and it's. Honey, why you calling me? Listen, listen, I was a massive Hinder fan. Oh, so like, like literally that. that was the first album I ever owned. Like ever. Oh, nice! I went out and bought that album. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Literally. Here's the flip side. Like he loves that song, but are you naming five Hinder songs? No. Okay. See, I it's, can it's name one of one. Five. It's one of one. Get stoned. Oh I can God. go through Dude, all of them. Man. Track twelve. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Track twelve. Number twelve. <laughs> so that's why this is really ironic. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Let's see. Uh, my first album that I can remember owning. Somebody in third grade. I went to Sheridan Elementary. Mm-hmm. A guy on the bus, he was this dude from California. He was really out of place. Oh. Uh, but he gave me a uh, Shaq album, mm. Shaquille O'Neal, rap oh. album. Wow. Yeah. And I never listened to it. Maybe like one song, and I was like, eh. You know he went and like platinum, or not, yeah. gold or platinum with the song with Biggie, Can't Stop the Ring. Yep. And then uh, and then I had the Mambo Number no. 5 guy. Mm. I bought that album. But the real, like I say, like my first real, real album ever was Ja Rule um, uh, his first big one uh, with all the songs with like Ashanti and J-Lo on it. I know what you're talking about. Uh, what was that album called? I can see um, the cover in my head. That was like my first album where I listened like front to back to everything. See, I got tapes. tapes? My mom, my mom, she was, my mom was really, was really big on music anyways. So the first tapes of my own that I was able to have, I had Casey and Jojo, the joint with all my life yeah. and all those classics. Uh, Backstreet Boys, <laughs> 
and in sync. It was I got like a little. Those were the safe ones. Now, yeah. when we get to like CDs, I was able to get Pain is Love. Or no, Rue Rue three three six. Oh Rue, nice. Rule three three six. That was the album. Now the first two CDs I was able to get to and just really listen to, and I just couldn't stop listening to them. Was uh, Usher eighty seven oh one? Yeah, that was a good one. And then Ludacris Word of Mouth. That was another good one. That was so. a great album. Great album. What about, just what different I'm, worlds. Yeah. What about you? Was Hendry your very well, first? Yeah, he yeah Hendry, Hendry was the very first. Nice. Yeah, and then after that, there was probably something Three Days Grace, and then yeah, I mean you get the theme there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boys, I have a confession. I'm two weeks away from getting married. And the biggest thing I'm worried about is leaving you two to run this podcast. I get it. For at least a week, possibly two. Scary. No, I, you guys, I don't know how anything is going to get done. I'm scared for you. <laughs> I listened last, obviously I wasn't here for the interview. Yeah. There were some times where there were some like blank spots. Yeah. Where I would have cut in and kept the awkwardness from happening. Yeah. I was ready for you to step up that energy. Where were the blank spots? There were times where after he got done talking, there was like a... Well, the I feel like part of that oh. was... He he does a he does a good job of kind of expanding on his answers. Yeah. So it was kind of hard to gauge sometimes. You gotta be right there. Man. But yeah, I feel like that to me is more of a, a lack of of experience on my end in terms of yeah, interviewing. No, for sure. That's not so much a. Yeah. Well, it, either way, I think I gotta get Mister Herlock in here to facilitate oh, you two. Yeah. Oh boy. Because so, I so, feel like if not, it's it's this this podcast is done and over. No. <laughs> By episode thirty five, we're done. No faith. No, no faith no, in no, you two at all. This is the problem no with that. Faith. The biggest problem with that is you bring in Herlock and it's just going to be him making fun of Brandon for an hour. I mean, that's it, fair, it, it'd be something though. Yeah, that's, I, that, that's more than that'd be more than what I'm expecting from you two. To mm-hmm. be well, honest, well, here's the thing. My goal, my plan was to let him just go on a really long rant about John Jones. You're not here, obviously. I can't to argue. It. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, what you do is you call me, mute me. Yeah. So he doesn't know I'm on the phone, mm. and then I can just you just turn me up real quick, yeah. and I just like give it to him. And then I like randomly cut you out so he can keep going in. Yeah. You got to hold. Yeah. yeah. Ash is yelling at you. Come on. We're about to be late. You're like, go. hold on. No way. You literally just bring up the pictogram. You didn't again. hear what he just said. Well, boys, I say we get into this episode because we've got so much to talk about. And per usual, whatever platform you are listening to or listening on, please give us a follow, subscribe, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But John, for our Apple users, we've been sitting at 18 stars, five star reviews for probably about three or four weeks now wow i think we can get to 20 this week yeah it's only two people listening right now that have an iphone and can I know open, you're out there yeah they can open apple Podcasts, go to neon belly and just click five stars that's, that's all it takes do. that's it do you guys want to hear but, more me making songs out of creed i'll do it but, but yeah. i need some five stars well that's what i want i want you to sell those two people that are listening that haven't done it yet i want you to sell them on giving us our five stars listen right? man you're sitting on the couch you ain't got doing nothing <laughs> yeah. you ain't got no job you ain't going to college or nothing <laughs> the everest college what is, what's the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. College. All you gotta do is get online, man. Just click on the five stars. Next thing you know, everything's doing good for us. You might even feel better about yourself, man. Steal your mom. Somebody go steal their mom's phone and just do it. Listen, go to listen. Go to Best Buy. Yeah, there you go. They all all those little phones that are display have. (laughs) Go to the Apple Apple Podcast. Yeah, there you go. And then just give us five stars, man. Yeah, Yeah. you you you. Whoever's listening, you might be sitting next to somebody right now. Just take their phone out of their hand. I would never suggest a felony, but a misdemeanor. Yeah, let's no get a slap idea. on the wrist, man. I mean, we can pay some fines. Yeah, you know, Brand- Brandon's more than willing to represent no. you in court. Yeah, well, I could do that, but I'm not paying. <laughs> I'll represent yeah, really you. Excited. You know what? Actually, I'll just okay, say hold that. on. Like, well, let's back up because I will do that. <laughs> you mean like public defending? I could definitely do that. <laughs> but please, yes, if you are listening, click five stars. And if you even want to be even more on our good side, write us a review. Yeah, we'll read it. Yeah, Brandon will try to read it in Slavic. Yeah. 
Also, follow us on social media at Neon Belly Podcast on Instagram. Yes, sir. And Twitter about once every two months. Yeah. Um, but, boys, last night, our main event, UFC Fight Night, Sean Strickland defeating Uriah Hall via unanimous decision and just put on an absolute uh, jab clinic mm-hmm. all over Uriah Hall. What are your guys' thoughts on a pretty one-sided performance from Sean Strickland? That was frustrating to watch. That was really frustrating because yeah. I think you actually mentioned mentioned it last week how with Uriah, you just never know what's going to yeah, show up. Mm-hmm. you just don't know. And he, that's just exactly show what up. he just didn't show up. Man. Yeah. He threw one, I think one kick, like the entire fight. Mm. I mean, it, I think he threw like two, but every time he did, he got exactly the reaction he needed out of Strickland. Mm. He just didn't pull the trigger yeah, after that. Yeah, and that's what it was. And honestly, a lot of it, I'm not going to say he ever quit. Yeah. But there were a lot of moments in the fight where he just looked defeated. Done. Yeah, he but just, it's but it, like I see what you're saying because you don't want to say he quit because especially in that fifth round, I mean, he, he was going on. out on his shield for sure. Uh, but yeah, he just looked defeated. I do think he like broke his orbital or something in that his, first round. His left eye, right? He, yeah, I mean, I think I message you guys just saw mm-hmm. as soon as I saw like it towards the end of the first round you could see him and then right before the second round started he was really winking at hard mm-hmm. um I thought it was a poke I didn't realize that it was yeah, I actually know. I thought he may have got poked and it was kind of messing with him yeah but I don't know it just it's weird though yeah I felt like um I never seen Uriah struggle so hard to get in somebody's reach like that mm-hmm. he was like having he was basically just lunging in blindly by the yeah. third and fourth and fifth round where yeah because he couldn't get past that jab for nothing. No. Uh, Strickland stayed very disciplined, and he did a really good job of when they did get close to where he might be in a damage zone, he would grapple. He'd either take it down or push it to the sure. cage. Um, he was. It just was a tiring to watch because you know how tired your Aya Hall probably was through all that just because of the pace yeah. that Strickland was able to put on. Yeah, man, and, and there was little glimpses, like I said, you know, beginning of rounds, you know, Hall mm-hmm. looked really good. He came out, and then it's like as soon as Strickland started touching him up, it was just like, ugh. You know, you could just see the wind kind of come out of Hall. Um, might not have been quitting or, you know, breaking as much as just frustration, but, uh, man, Strickland just does. I mean, it's like kind of the same thing I said last week. You know, Hall starts slow. And mm-hmm. what I say, you can't let a guy like Strickland mm-hmm. go because before you know it, you're down two or three rounds. And that's kind of what happened last mm-hmm. night. And, man, Strickland just does the basics well. He didn't, yeah. He's not a guy that does cre- – I mean – Really, his pace, his cardio, his toughness. I mean, that dude was like, he didn't even want to go to the stool between rounds. I think mm-hmm. he could have just fought that fight 25 minutes straight mm-hmm. through. Yeah. Uh, but he it just that type of style is a problem for people. And how you beat Strickland is you make him back up. Because mm-hmm. every time Uriah was making Strickland back up, he was having success. Yeah. You just can't let Hall dictate the pace and walk you down, like, which mm-hmm. is exactly what Hall allowed for well, him And do. I think for somebody like Hall who's – a counter striker and you know striking obviously is a big thing and yeah you know coming through the ultimate fighter he was this knockout guy yeah and i think once the once you're that guy and you get knocked out like a paula costa fight sure. or some of these other ones when your confidence level isn't so high to where you can set up these counters and pull the trigger yeah after you get knocked out it changes your style and you just a lot of people just never rebound all the way yeah yeah, I think because he just didn't look like that Uriah that we that was coming up right. I mean, cause yeah. I think a big thing for me was the kicks. Like when he's doing well, he's throwing a lot of those spinning yeah. wheel kicks and just yeah. the fancy looking. The stuff. leg kicks weren't looking bad. Yeah, when he threw them. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were okay. But something that also kind of just caught my my attention was I, I think one of his coaches, or sorry, one of Strickland's coaches mentioned it was 
Uriah did really well in that first minute of every round. Mm-hmm. Every round, the first minute, yeah. he was pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then he just faded yep. as the round went on. And I don't know how much of that's on Uriah and how much of that is Strickland, like you said, yeah. with the pressure walking him down, and Uriah just didn't have anything for him. Yeah, I read, I, I want to get you guys' thoughts. I, I saw Hall said today, you know, he'll be back. He's going to bounce back from it. Um, I read a piece, I think it was Brett Akimoto wrote it on ESPN this morning. Mm-hmm. And it. I'd kind of like to get your guys' thoughts. I don't know that he was necessarily suggesting that the UFC should move on from Uriah Hall, uh, but he did kind of hint at it. He, I can't remember the exact wording, but he basically said, is this Uriah Hall experiment over, right? Because for how many years have we been saying, dude, on his day, you know, if he can put it all together, but it's like, are we at a point in his career now where... Like I said, he came in on a nice streak, but, you know, the Weidman fight last, the Silva fight before that, where it was kind of like, you know, same thing, right? He start, Silva looked really good at the beginning mm-hmm. of that fight, and Hall turned it on, luckily, at the end, but it's just tough to do that against the upper tier like we saw with Strickland last night. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't say cut him, but do we maybe need to start looking at Hall just as kind of like that gatekeeper role? Like, you know, I'm sure he's going to fall quite a bit in the rankings now. But I mean, I, mean, I would... What do you do with a guy like your Hall? I would I love to set up him and Rockhold. Yeah. Rockhold wants an 85 good, fight. Rockhold's okay. coming off of getting knocked out. Be a like, good one for him to come back to. Yeah, I could see that. And Uriah Hall is going to... I mean, you've seen it. It wasn't what you wanted to see out of Uriah Hall, but he was he stayed in it. He kept fighting. Yeah, and just was those, still throwing. It's those glimpses, man. Where yeah. He just starts letting it go, and you're like, every time when he would let it go at the beginning of those rounds, mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, yeah. he's, he might end him here. And, and, if, he just, and if Rockhold pulls, like, you know, finishes him, it's, oh, okay, I'm ready for, you know, the bottom, middle, middle of the middle right. class or, or middleweight so I can, you know, try to get some of these better fights because you can't get knocked out and start trying to get, like, Paula Costa and some of these higher guys. But right. – you know, you have Uriah right there. I think that's a fight that makes a lot of sense for him. I actually love that idea. That's I actually, do too. That's actually I really, yeah. I yeah, like I think that's super solid. Um, yeah, I think, and then for Strickland, I mean, I don't know who you, you know, he's kind of, I think you've got to give him somebody really in the top five. I think his next fight should be a title eliminator. So, you know, you don't probably want to give him a guy like Vittori who just lost, but you could. I was thinking Hermanson. You got Hermanson, Brunson. Uh, well, Brunson know, and Tiller are about to Brunson fight. Brunson and Tiller, you're right. Uh, yeah, Cannoneer is up there. He's Co- fighting Gastelum. Costa, we still have no idea what's He's going on He's probably never going to fight him. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think that's the type of fight he deserves yeah. next. I mean, he just, I that was a really impressive Hermanson fight. off of that Shabazian win, I think he's a... Yeah, he's a good candidate right sure. there for because yeah, he's been right up there. He's fought uh, Cannoneer and mm-hmm. and he'd be because for me with Strickland, I feel like when you get these guys we just named, some of that stopping him from going forward is what these other guys do. You know, yeah, that's what it's going to have to be. If you're fighting him, you have to. So stop since he that. doesn't have the you know he doesn't stand out in an area mm-hmm. when you run into these guys who do have some of those skills. I thought his uh, takedowns on the cage need a lot of improvement. Uh, mm-hmm. He really struggled there. Some of those takedowns he was going for on your hall, on Hall, I think he got them. Uh, but it was just kind of like, yeah, that's not, you know, as you move up the ladder, guys mm-hmm. that have better defense, like even like an Izzy, Izzy has really pretty good defense off the cage, um, mm-hmm. he, or he's developed that anyways. But I think as a guy that's going to walk guys forward and, and end up in that position, especially when he feels uncomfortable, that's always right there for him. Is He's got to work on his finishes up mm-hmm. against the cage as he moves up. But... Just a pretty flaw. And that's why other somebody than, like, other than that, somebody like Hermanson is a, because, you know, you get into that situation and you do sloppy on there. You open yourself to 
you know, different transitions. Right. I don't, one of the things I kind of thought when he was shooting in, was he took the back a lot. Like, he kind of switched out for that. Yeah, body but lock. then he was, like, trying to just, like, wrap his leg around it and just kind of pull him down. It just... Started doing that TJ. Yeah, they were just kind of the weird, just really weird attempts. Yeah, I don't Rather know. Rather than I trying try to, like, drag him down to the ground, he was, like... I don't know. It just, it worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hear I'm sitting here saying it, but I just think as you move up the ladder, mm-hmm. stuff like that's not going to be as easy to, yeah. to pull off. Yeah. And I, once again, I, like I said, I'm nitpicking. I mean, he, there was a flawless mm-hmm. performance on his part. I'm just saying if I saw something that was kind of like a, uh, he could probably improve in that area. It was just those, cause he does, he ends up there a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. even in a lot of his right fights, yeah, cause he's always walking guys down and he gets tagged and he can kind of go for that or it's just always kind of there. So I right. thought his, a uh, quote at the, after the fight at the press conference about having, he had a hands. lot of, lot of quotes. He's like, I'm in the cage. He said the whole meth thing. Yeah. Uh, if I wasn't in the <laughs> UFC, I'd be cooking meth in a trailer. Uh, in the post fight press conference, he, uh, admitted his love for adult content <laughs> and Man. his addiction to it. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then uh, I was actually going to read a couple of his quotes. He said, this was a direct quote, I would love nothing, mo- nothing more than to kill somebody in the ring. Nothing more. <laughs> it would make me super happy. I would own that shit too. I don't know if it would make me liable. I might have to say sorry if the cops came, but I would own that shit. Own it. Be a psychopath. It's effing fun. Interesting. <laughs> then, <laughs> then followed it up by saying, yeah, I'm probably the last person the UFC would want as champion. <laughs> Yeah, it's ran on a great I mean, look. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and in the adult content, the yeah. meth, all that Because they were like, I think somebody had asked him, like, so have you ever done drugs? And he's like, no, but I just got a really addictive personality. <laughs> and, he, and that's what he professed. No, not today. Uh, yeah. He's a character. He is man. a character, and You know what's funny he's, is it, it's not everywhere, but 85 has some pretty good characters. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. All the way up. And obviously you start off with Izzy. Costa's I'm, just been a yeah. joke. Um, Till obviously is hilarious. Cannoneer's a weird guy. Yeah, he's a little off. Yeah. Um, I mean, Whitaker's kind of the, the only it's like. Quiet. Yeah. Yeah. But then even <laughs> I mean, Brunson, <laughs> yeah, Brunson, yeah. Holland. Yeah, it, it Vittori. is it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but man, good win for Sean Strickland. Yeah. I think, like I said, he deserves a big fight next, and I would like to see it be a big name opponent that could get him to that title shot next because yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think he's that good i really do and i think he's got i think he knows who he is as a fighter and he just stays within that yeah. and, and i think that's what that can take him a long way i think the only thing that would keep him from well his next fight still could be but i think if um if brunson well not necessarily if but like that brunson tills and one that's probably yeah. up there and then obviously <laughs> calvin well not calvin's tough too because he's just been losing some of these last minute yeah. fights but you know somebody like Cannonier who hasn't got a chance to fight. Yeah, over a, over a five round fight because Kelvin's tough to finish. Strickland's tough to finish. Right now, I feel like Strickland would could get Kelvin. I really do. It'd be, if Kelvin uses his wrestling, that's where it becomes interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Bisping was pretty high on Strickland's grappling too. He said he's yeah. really underrated. Mm. He said he's one of the hardest people he's ever rolled with. Mm. So. I don't I told know. What's, you, that mean? What's that mean coming from Bisping, though? Yeah, I know. He's just I, the, it's tough, man. He's I just the, profe- the UFC version of Schaefer, dude. So Strickland reminds Strickland. me of. Dude, yeah. yeah. If Sha- if, That's your path. I mean, you know. If Schaefer had body hair, he would be <laughs> Sean Strickland. <laughs> also worth noting on this card, uh, well, first off, our picks for, uh, what was the fight that dropped off? A uh, um, 
uh, Chris Dawkins and, and the, uh, um, the dude the that we yeah. uh, Shamil Abdurrahimov. Yeah, I think it's a Shamil Abdurrahimov. Really impressed you were able to recall all of that. Yeah, he. <laughs> come on, dude, professional. You struggle with. I'm a pro. That's why I'm. That's why I'm worried about this <laughs> podcast for two weeks. Look, man, we'll just move over it. <laughs> yeah. We're official. Shamil yeah. and uh, uh, Chris. John, yeah, these two heavyweights. They fall. Uh, but no. Uh, I think COVID something I don't remember something. No, he, dude pulled out of the fight. Yeah, Shamil but I don't, did. Oh, but it wasn't COVID. Well, was they it? didn't say exactly. But I remember, this is like his fourth, fifth yeah, one. Yeah. So that fight. So we didn't have any. We only picked for those the main event and that. But also on this card though, uh, Cheyenne Bays uh, with a beautiful uh, finish of Gloria DePaula in the first round. <sighs> Smacked her with a head kick and then just chased her down. I mean, that was insane. I man. almost thought it was downed. Like I, for like when I close. first watched it, I was up, like, dude, yeah. there's no way she would. That was, yeah. She was down, and then they replayed. It. I'm like, oh, that was like right. Yeah, you couldn't have cut that any that closer. Was like a punt. Somebody else that impressed me, Jaron Gooden, defeating Nicholas Stolza via first round TKO. Man. It was a weird punch. Yeah, but it was because he, he was kind of like, it's like he hesitated it and then saw the opening and just followed it up. But, uh, man, he he could be a player, man. Mm-hmm. He he was, in, I'm, I'm excited to see him go again. And then I am probably going to butcher this, but Malise, Malise, I think it was Malisk Bagdasarian defeated Colin England via second round TKO. That was a great fight. Mm-hmm. And then the Wit fight that was before that was a, a, another good fight. So, once again, lacked the star power, but... All these fights were amazing. Um, yeah, I was I was disappointed that Hani Yaya got this, uh, his fight taken off just because I think he has the funnest last name in the UFC. Hani Yaya. Hani Yaya. Also, boys, last night, Bellator 263. Woo! AJ McKee defeating Patricio Pitbull via first-round submission, submission guillotine choke. He wins the Bellator featherweight title, the Bellator featherweight Grand Prix, and $1 million. Boys, Mm -hmm. how good is AJ McKee? This guy's a problem. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, last night, Scott Coker probably... Oh, I couldn't couldn't have looked it better. I mean, you know, here's my thing with with AJ McKee, okay? He's Mm 18-0. All 18 of his fights have been in Bellator. Professional yeah, fight. That's why I'm he saying he was like seven and one as an amateur. And I guess the story is Scott Coker saw him as an amateur. He wasn't even pro yet. Mm-hmm. And Scott Coker wasn't even with Bellator yet. And he was like, I need wherever I end up, this guy's coming. And he so he Scott Coker joins back on with Bellator. And McKee was like one of his first signings. And he's literally fought mm-hmm. every pro fight in Bellator. Wow. He's now 18 and 0. Great story, you know, trained by his dad, who was also a pro fighter, Mm -hmm. a decent pro fighter. I think his biggest fight, I think he fought like Shinya Aoki. He lost, Uh, but he fought in UFC. He fought a lot, most of the promotions, but trained by his dad, comes from Long Beach. I guess they said that arena because it was in Cali right there. It's kind of his area. I guess it was. They said there was like people like charging this cage. Like they said, like when college football teams uh, Mm -hmm. win, they like go and run on the field they said people were like trying to get in the cage like the whole arena just went nuts but uh yeah i don't have showtime so obviously just Mm -hmm. watch the i mean it wasn't much of a highlight it was literally like the whole fight but i mean this guy has star power i think to me written all over him uh said last night his dream fight is uh max holloway oh yeah he said that's a guy that he said he's he admires him but uh mckee says he feels like he's the best 145er in the world um man i I don't know. He said he, he's willing to fight all the champions and all the promotions to prove that mm-hmm. he's the best featherweight in the world. Well, I know he because uh, Pitbull had the 45 and the 55 title. Mm-hmm. So he yes. wants to do the same thing. He right. wants to go up and beat Pitbull <clears throat> yeah. for the 55 too so he could have both. Right. Um, but life changing. Dude, he just oh, won a yeah. million dollars too. I mean, 
th- these are the kind of guys with these stories that I think he was doing like backyard stuff too mm-hmm. before. I mean, but just a just a cool story. And um, like I said, man, eighteen and zero and all eighteen yeah. in an organization like Bellator is nuts. Yeah, to right. not lose a fight, I super well rounded. I mean, he has some of the like he has a weird choke that he does. Yeah. from his back. I mean, that standing guillotine isn't easy against somebody and like the Pitbull. shots that dropped Pitbull to that get to the guillotine. Kick. I mean. Is kind of did it all. Yeah, McKee is he the one that submitted Caldwell with yes. that weird? Uh, yeah, is that, that was, the one you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, it's a hundred percent. Is what yeah. it was. It was yeah. like hundred percent variation. He's yeah. just he's a killer man. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just he's, wish he, wish we could see more trades. I wish that was more of a of a thing. What like, about just cross promoting? I mean, like Dana we've never, seen, never. I know he won't do it, do but it. I mean, because he probably just looks at everybody else's peons. Right. Yeah. Not well, gonna. you can't look at AJ McKee and no. think that. I mean, it's just. But I'm just saying in general. Yeah, <clears throat> you can be mad that you didn't sign him, but no, there's know. there's definitely a good handful of Bellator guys that I would love to see fight the best. Yeah. And I mean, even some of the you know PFL guys and one FC guys are really good. They'd be nice to see. Yeah. Every uh, now and then. Still waiting on Tonin. Maybe do it like a World Cup style thing yeah. or something. You know, That'd be interesting. Uh, also from this card, we got to call it out. Your boy Habib Nurmagomedov goes three and zero again as a coach, staying undefeated this year as a head coach. That's crazy. Uh, Usman Nurmagomedov he might be the best one out of all of them. Yeah, uh, beautiful. That, that's what we've heard, but like that's what they've been saying for like years. I've heard DC say it, Habib said it. Like he's better Usman? than Usman. Yeah, Usman's the best. They said he was. Uh, he used his wrestling a little bit last night, from what I read, and he was taking him down with yeah. ease. You see that last night and, and that knee, man. <sighs> Yeah, his stand up is ridiculous. It's hard to that's I think that's the difference, right? Is the stand up. Yeah. It's just so much better than all those guys that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Um even kind of Islam. I mean, oh, who's, yeah. who's really improved his striking as well, but Usman's a problem, dude. He's a big <laughs> problem and he's another guy Bellator is going to have a hard time keeping a hold of cuz I think before you know it he's going to be He's got the name too. Like now Nurmagomedov is a name. Right. So yeah, that's gonna be it doesn't annoying. suck to yeah, because they're they're not they're cousins, right? Right, they're not mm-hmm. brothers, right? So, but still, yeah, you see well, that last a, name. It's a gift and a curse, you know. Yeah. Being Michael Jordan's son doesn't help you a yeah. lot. One of Habib's fighters, I can't remember <clears throat> which one it was, but he just said like, just Habib being there, like, basically brought him mm-hmm. so much energy and motivation for the fight. But it's it's weird because you know you go back to like the old times like medieval where it's like just having your king on the battlefield made you fight harder but it's mm-hmm. like that but that mentality that's how these guys look at habib you can just tell they well, just they, respect you know, and listen to everything he says i think islam is the one who said it um which i think there's an islam in the bellator who fights with yeah, him and it, his right. last name i don't remember his last it's name it's different is. he fought last night too but right? Islam in the UFC has said that, um, you know, Habib will, you know, rent mansions, get cars, bring yeah. people. He pays for a lot of stuff, but doesn't say nothing to anybody. Like, yeah. he's kind of what what you would look at for, when we talk about there's your king or whatever. Even, like, team coaches can only do so much. Right. But Habib has so much more money than everybody. True. The fact that he's using it to push them and help them probably mm-hmm. is super motivating for them. Very true. Yeah. It, yeah, Usman is going to be... Whew, I'm ready for I'm ready for to see them match him up with like a name just to see if it's still there. Right. Yeah. That same you know the same oh, way yeah. he's fighting these other guys. One way to find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, boys, that's it. For, that's our recaps for this week. Good good weekend of fights between the UFC, the Bellator card, but we got a big one this Saturday. Yes, sir. Are you guys ready? Is it two sixty five or sixty six? Because I think I said sixty six in the intro, but I have sixty five in my. Yeah, I wonder how we're gonna do without you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. two sixty five. <laughs> I, I botched it in the intro. Oh, I was like, I was. And you did in Spanish too. 
Oh, dude, I did. Oh, that's even more cringy. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do so horrible, Brandon. Let's just make dude, sure we don't say bad things in Spanish. <laughs> well, boys, this Saturday, August 7th, UFC 265 at the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. H-Town, hold it down. Little fun fact about Houston, Texas. Let's though. get it. Oh, boy. J.P. Morgan Chase Tower is not only the tallest building in Texas, but it's the tallest five-sided building in the world mm. at 75 stories, coming in at 1,002 feet tall. Pentagon cool. building. You don't see a lot of those five-sided buildings. <laughs> in my head, that's what I was thinking about. Like, how many? Don't you look at me like that. We right. just did Houston. You know how much? You know how hard it is to find facts about Houston, Texas? Well, the thing is, is, he hates architecture. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Literally, I forgot yeah. about that. Stupid. Boys, He'd rather live in a bubble. This main event is massive for the interim heavyweight title. Break it we down. have the Black Beast, Derek Lewis versus Surreal Slanging Gone. and banging. Lewis is on a four-fight win streak after his scary knockout win over Curtis Blades back in February. Gone a perfect 9-0 and in his MMA career and has really solidified himself as a true heavyweight contender in his last belt with his decision victory over Alexander Volkov. Boys, we've gone from Francis Ngannou winning the world title. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to, it, from Stipe. Instantly, we heard he was going to fight John Jones. Then, John Jones falls through because of money, contract negotiations. Then they tell us, Francis, Fr- Derek Lewis versus Francis. Mm-hmm. Then Francis leaves the country, can't come back in time to f- uh, fight in this UFC 266 card. So, enter Surreal Gone. Mm-hmm. It's been a really wild, wild road. To this UFC yeah. heavyweight title fight, and regardless how you feel about it, it's happening. I'm excited, and yeah. What's your guys' thoughts? Go ahead. Oh man, I yeah, unexpected. Definitely excited. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of past the point now where I'm a little upset because I was right. kind of disappointed with with that right. Like I really want to see Derek and and Ganu. I really wanted that, but I'm a huge fan of Gon, so I like that he's getting this fight. So I'm kind of just trying to pay attention to the positive. Sure. But also in terms of the match itself, it's really fascinating because mm-hmm. you have Derek, who's just this dude that's going to hit you like a truck, and then you have Gon, who's like the most athletic heavyweight I've ever seen. So I don't mm-hmm. know. It's going to be a good clash of styles, and I'm really interested to see. Yeah, it's like him and Cabbage are probably the top two. Him and Cabbage. <laughs> cabbage. You don't know Cabbage? I don't know what you You got to go back in the day for yeah, that. Yeah, that's an old school reference right mm-hmm. there. You had to watch that on VHS, doggy. Cabbage. <laughs> they asked the guy what he had in his brain, and he just said junk and stuff. He okay. just he just wouldn't go down. Oh, okay. I got like, you. had no defense and would just let guys plow him in the face. But Until he just they got tired. Yeah, he just wouldn't go. And then, yeah, and they'd get tired and he'd knock him out. <laughs> Rocky Balboa stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. But, boys, back to our heavyweight title fight. Yeah, no, I'm excited this, about it, yeah. too. Um, the only thing I wanted to add is I was never necessarily upset about it because I know eventually Francis and whoever wins this is going to fight. But I'm glad that Lewis got this fight in Houston because he is older. You know, he loses to Francis again or something. You know, what's the chances of him getting back up to this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, get to get the payday and get to fight in Houston, I'm all for That's it. That's a good point. I mean, the Houston thing is a pretty big one. Because there's oh, no yeah. one bigger in Houston, right? Yeah, now. and I think that's why Francis kind of got snubbed out of it because it was like there's no way we're going back to Houston and not giving mm-hmm. Derek the chance to win the world title. And I think that's why there's an interim belt. You know, it's not mm-hmm. the it's not the unified, the actual undisputed belt, but the optics of it, right? You know, him winning it in yeah. Houston would just be massive for him and for the UFC. And we'll get into the Stipe stuff a little bit more in the news, but I feel like that's kind of why they jumped Stipe a little bit on this fight. Mm. Not that they think gone's the easier fight but i think they think gone's the easier fight you know <laughs> yeah. for him and it's like you know steve not a great matchup 
for Derek Lewis, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. Um, not that gone necessarily is easier, but uh, is either. But I think he can do enough to possibly give Derek Lewis a run, but he doesn't have that knockout power, man. Mm-hmm. And you cannot, gone. yeah, you just cannot stand in front of Derek Lewis for five rounds, man. You just can't do it. Yeah, even five rounds, four of minutes, losing, and forty-nine seconds. Yes, yeah, <laughs> of him losing four, five yeah. rounds, four minutes. You know, you just can't do it. I have a feeling. We're going to see a lot of grappling out of Gone. If Gone's smart, I think mm. he looks at the DC fight. Have you seen sure. Derek Lewis's? I was going to say, but how would, you, up. how would you chalk that up against Curtis Blades, though? Who, same thing. I mean, or Olenek. Or we Olenek, talked about, yeah. okay, Olenek, not a great takedown artist, good submissions. Very true. Um, Blades, that's a fair point. The yeah. only thing I can say about Blades is he looked like he was getting kind of lazy with his takedowns. Oh, definitely. Um, and I obviously, <clears throat> Gone, I think Blades probably has better takedowns. Sure. But I think for me, Gone's better, more athletic than Blades. Yeah, and I, I think if Gone, the, the difference too is if if I'm making a case for Gone in this fight is he's not going to shoot in the middle of the ring like Blades did either. It'd be something weird. Well, he and he's going to back him up. He's going to you know Derek fights on his back. You know he moves backwards. He fights on his back leg. You know he's always looking for that big counter strike. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that it's weird because it kind of does play into what Gone wants to do. So these guys, what they're both good at, you know, Derek's mm-hmm. going to be staying on that back leg, you know, looking to counter Gone's going to be, you know, fainting and trying to get big reactions out of Derek Lewis to, to get inside on him. And yeah, I think if he takes him down, he's going to have to do it against the cage though, which I think he can. Well, and if but, you're gone, you're not primarily, you know, like a wrestler, mm-hmm. you, you might take a chance, but you do that once or twice and he, he stuffs it. Yeah. yeah. That's bad now that's players. off the table. He's not worried about it anymore. And now you can't, you, you feel like if I get in danger, if I see it, I probably can't take it because right. I wasn't able to get it. Because Derek isn't easy to take down either. Right. The only other thing I can think of, did JDS stop Lewis? Didn't he beat him with like a body shot or a kick? Something like that, right? Yeah, but that's also pre-surgery and stuff. So I, I just don't know yeah. this. Yeah, this Lewis doesn't get hurt is like those. So I think, but like you said, you know, you don't want to stand toe to toe like that with Lewis. So you're either gonna kick him and stay far away, or you're gonna try to put him on the ground. I think yeah. that's Gon's best bet is to start kicking his legs early and and don't stop. Yeah, you know, it, lots of teeps. Yeah, lots. yes, teeps start. You know, going to the body early, soften him up. Yeah, because that's but stay out of range. Boy, yeah, no, a hundred percent. But <sighs> he has man, Gon has the footwork to do it though. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really does. He's I think his footwork is probably the best in the heavyweight division. Um, aside from obviously a John Jones coming up, we still don't know what he's going to look like at heavyweight, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I think gone, his footwork's insane, man. He's going to be tough to hit. He's not going to, he's not going to be a guy that's just going to leave his head in the center no. either. And, um, Lewis is going to have to find it. He's got well, a good thing about Lewis and you've seen it in the Volkov fight is he'll, if he has trouble finding the head, he'll start punching that chest yeah. and work his way up to it. Yeah, he does do that a lot. So he does, he does a really good job of tracking that stuff down. But, I mean, I'm excited for it. I'll be interested to see what Gon looks like taking those big punches, though, because he's not the biggest yeah. you know, heavyweight now that we're in the era of bigger guys the again. hardest-hitting dude he's fought is Rosenstruck. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. he didn't really even get going in that fight. No, so. he never got the chance yeah. to land anything. So it'll be interesting. Great fight. It's just, it's yeah, it's just so crazy, though, to think, like, all the, like, like I said, we were immediately told John Jones is next, and then it was Derek Lewis, and then it was Francis, mm-hmm. and now like somehow this fight. This is like it's just like when you're predicting the next fight, like what's next for these guys. Yeah. And we always say, but you never know. It's like this is why. Cause well, another reason you probably pass over Stipe for Gone is because if he loses, he has so much more time to work back up. Who's this? It, it, gone for like the the uh-huh. matchup with Lewis Stipe. If he loses that. 
He, he probably retires. I don't really think they care. Well, I'm just, I guess that in my head, that's what I'm thinking. I is think Gon has so much more time. I, I genuinely feel like this is more about getting the belt on Derek. I still think they want Derek Lewis Francis. Me too. That's still, it's still a massive fight. I mean, it's not, like I said, it's not the Jones fight, Yeah. but it still does really well mm-hmm. um, in terms of like pay-per-view buys. And if, if Derek Lewis comes in as the interim champ and he's, you know, they're standing there, they both got belts on their shoulders. That doesn't help her either, mm-hmm. you know, especially for the, the casual in terms of visualizing. Um, it does really well. And to me, it just seems like surreal very, definitely deserves it. I'm not, I mean, yeah, dude, he's like nine, 10 and oh, like I said. So, I mean, he definitely deserves it, but mm-hmm. I just still kind of get that feeling that. And if Lewis wins, you still have, you know, three, four really good fights to make. Yeah. It'd just be interesting, man. Cause Lewis loses. I mean, gone is still a good fight for all those, but it, as far as heavyweights, the optic is big guys knocking each other out. Francis is just ready to go, though. So, like, yeah. he's not going to wait six months, like I said, if Derek Lewis has a sus- medical suspension or any or whoever wins, not, you know, whoever mm-hmm. wins. Because uh, I still, I mean, Gon can definitely win this fight. But I don't know. It's just really weird to me, the whole, the whole idea. But what is our co-main event? Because, oh, worth noting, um, Amanda Nunes and uh, Juliana Pena is no longer our co-main mm-hmm. event. They, uh, Nunes got yeah. COVID. So that fight's going to get rescheduled. Mm-hmm. But our new co-main event, John, yes. let us know. This is, a, this is a super exciting one for me. We got number five versus number nine at Bantamweight. Uh, we got Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munoz. Jose is ranked number five, coming off an impressive win over Chito Vera after a good showing against former champion Peter Yan. Before his title fight, loss, or before his title fight he lost a split decision to Marlon Marais in his Bantamweight debut that a lot of people thought he won. Before that, he lost a decision to current featherweight champion Alexander Volkanovsky. Going back to that fight, it was it was competitive in the exchanges. Volk just ended up crowding him and keeping him against the cage, and Aldo just looked a little bit small. And But with a strong showing against Jan and a good victory against Cheeto, Aldo's looking to make his move back towards the title with a class with Pedro. Now Pedro comes in, coming off a win over a tough Jimmy Rivera. Within a few minutes of that fight, Pedro lands some calf kicks and kind of renders Jimmy limping and immobile the rest of the fight. Although, Jimmy fought back and landed some good shots. Pedro still came away with a good win. Similarly, Aldo, similar to Aldo, Pedro's past few fights were mixed with some controversy and some good showings. A close fight with Frankie Edgar that a lot of people thought he won, and a good fight with Aljamain Sterling that he lost by decision. I think this is a really good matchup, hard to call. The places that you think one has an upper hand, the other one is surprisingly good at there as well. When you talk about striking, I give the advantage to Aldo. His boxing, his head movement are still crisp, and he keeps he has like flying knees and leg kicks in his back pocket. But then Pedro has been efficient with his striking and almost turned into more of a brawler than a grappler recently. Um, that he's who's more known as. On the other side, Pedro would seem like he has the upper hand on the ground with a lot of impressive submission victories. But Aldo is also a decorated grappler. He's a golden Brazilian national jiu-jitsu champion. He's a black belt. And although he doesn't show that side as much in his fights, he's still very effective getting off the ground and his takedown defense is some of the best in the UFC. So when it comes to these matchups, I think it's more of who finds their range, who can land something big early to kind of tilt it their way because these guys are very, very close in skill set. And I'm going to call fight of the night. Fight of the night. Really? I think our next featured fight is my fight of the night. But Mm. I think, uh, yeah, man, I think it's interesting because Pedro made those leg kicks work for him so well in that last fight. But I don't Mm. know if he wants to do that against Jose Aldo, who obviously is going to be the better kicker Mm -hmm. um, in terms of that. I really think Pedro should try to find a way to get this fight down if he can get Aldo on his back. And uh, because I think 
I definitely, to me, I think Pedro has the grappling uh, advantage for sure. Uh, but I also say in the beginning, I'd like to see him mix it up with him. I mean, mm-hmm. get in the pocket with auto trade. Cause, well, he's not a wrestler, so he kind of has to. Yeah, but I just, yeah. But to I, get the takedown. I feel like in a war of attrition, when it comes to chins, I feel like Pedro's would hold up a little bit better than Aldo's. I just kind of do. Depends on what shots you're taking, though, because Aldo has some, his head movement's really good, and his boxing is very crisp. I mean, you've been seeing it the past couple fights. Yeah, Aldo's definitely, uh, since moving down, to me, has looked way better at 35 Mm -hmm. than he did at, well, not ever at 45, because obviously at one point he was the But at this point, these guys are bigger. and Yeah, he looks a lot better at 35 right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know what this one got. Like, Aldo... He just fought Chito, mm-hmm. and he looked good, but I feel like towards the end he was starting to fade because he got the yeah. back, right, and he just kind of, I feel like that last round he just kind of sat there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chito just couldn't find a way out. And so, and then the fight before that was Yawn, and Yawn finished him in four, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So And then Edgar was before that. Edgar. No, um, Marais was before that. Oh, yeah, no. Pedro fought. Pedro fought Edgar, Edgar. sorry. Decision. Yeah. Gotcha. I think, yeah, Pedro, I think Pedro is going to come out. I think this is Pedro's fight to win. Yeah, I think. could be. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'll see how Aldo shows up. I guess that's kind of kind of like Pedro has to. I think he's like one and two in his last three. Yeah, they both are. Yeah, and so I think I think if one whoever loses this, you're gonna have a really long road back Mm -hmm. to the top of the forty five or excuse me the thirty five pound division, especially with how stacked that Mm -hmm. division is right now. Some people think it's the best in the UFC and. it, yeah, you don't want to be, you know, one and four or, mm-hmm. you know, one and three in your last four. Yeah, and that's why I said their their trajectories are so similar as if they both win those close split decisions, yeah. Edgar for Pedro and Marais for Aldo, sure. you know, they're in a way different track. Yep. I mean, Aldo still got to the title fight, and he looked really good against Jan until that rib started he broke that rib and he started yeah. slowing down. And there, I mean, and that's why you probably see him ride out Cheeto at that third, right? Because he got the he ribs. took a beating yeah. from Yon yeah. in that fourth, and the referee never stopped it. And he just kind of was tough enough to a little too tough for his own good, almost. Yeah, uh, but very exciting fight. Yes, definitely very. It's it's going to be a fun fight, but I still think fight of the night has our <laughs> welterweight, our third featured bout. Brandon, let us know who's fighting. Okay, so we got a we got a. A fight with some implications, I would say. I'm not going to say title contender here, but I think... I, I would say so. Really? Okay. Well, well no, 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 no. I forgot. Here's, Leon Edwards. And, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so, so the winner, the winner is going to get a pretty big fight after this, but we got number five, Michael Chiesa, riding a four-fight win streak, coming in with wins over Carlos Condit, one-handed Kimura. That's kind of one of the coolest submissions we've seen in a while, in my opinion, got to say. Mm, no way you um, weren't going to throw that in there. <laughs> uh, then decision wins. That's all, that's all I got. Yep, that's <laughs> it, guys. No, but then uh, decision wins over Diego Sanchez, Rafael Desanos, and Neil Magny. Looked really dominant, very grappling heavy in all those fights. Um, so then he's taking on number six, Vicente Luque, who's coming off a three-strike, or sorry, three-fight win streak. Um, I think it's worth noting, too, he was on a six-fight win streak before he lost a decision to Thompson. Yeah. So he's got a lot of wins under his belt right now outside of that loss. Uh, but his last three, he has wins over Nico Price, Randy Brown, and he had the Darce, or sorry, Bravo choke over Tyron Woodley. Mm-hmm. Looked pretty good. It was a, That was a pretty fun fight to watch. So... In my opinion, this fight's probably going to be pretty grappling heavy, guys. So if you don't like grappling, I don't know. I could be wrong. This could be a banger, but for some of you casuals who don't like the grappling, this could be a boring one. I don't but, know. I think I think it could take place on the feet. I mean, yeah. I just really do. Yeah. 
I think there's there's no way this place doesn't. This, it might. I think some of it might take place on their feet, but I just have a strong feeling this is going to be a big grappling heavy fight. Yeah, I think if maybe even if if Luke comes out and like tags Kiesa up, I could see Kiesa like level changing and and going for one of those big takedowns. <laughs> uh, I think Kiesa has definitely the wrestling advantage in this one. Mm-hmm. How about the jiu-jitsu, though? That's that's close. I think. I think it's yeah. I think it's a lot closer than what uh, you know. I think. So I think Kiesa's jujitsu is a little bit more crafty, right? Like he's he's got some slick, like the Kimura. We've seen funkier. him do do some funky darses and stuff before. I mean, he's real he's real slick, um, and he's long, which is it was a good advantage for him. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is a good fight. I'm really really excited for this. I think it could be a dog fight for three rounds. Yeah, I mean, it's an important fight for both these guys. Sure. Both coming off the win, so I think you know this fight really propels them into yeah. that. The Covingtons, the Edwards, the Mazadals. Burns, Burns. Yeah. yeah. So <clears> so I think that, that you know you want to win this fight because you're right there. With you got to stay up guys. there. Yeah. Because I I don't know, man. And the whole I mean, even with like the Colby Usman thing, which we talk more about, but it's like. I still feel like Leon got snubbed, man. Yeah, dude, I mean, too. Colby just lost to Usman, man. Like, how are you gonna pass? Like, Leon is literally nine and zero because money in his talks. last ten, in yep. his or well, yeah, nine and one in his last ten. His last loss was like four or five years ago to, to Usman, Usman. Yeah. and it's just like, bro, like, how do you pass this dude up? Which he doesn't seem too worried about it, but yeah, I, don't know. I know, I know the whole money side of it, but. Yeah, this dude, he's gonna have to kill. He's gonna have to be killing somebody in the ring, I think, yeah, to get a shot. That's a good point. But he's already calling out like Masvidal, so if he's occupied with that man, or or no, was that Masvidal he called yeah. out? Yeah. So I mean, if he's doing that, I mean, he probably sees it as an easy win for him and would really solidify him getting that title shot. But in terms of Luke and Kiesa, this really puts you right there. Yeah. I mean, there's just not many more people for you to look up to. Right. Winner could definitely fight Burns. And be right into yeah. it. You know? Yeah, that'd be a good matchup for either one of them if they win because yeah. he did just win. So. I mean, if we're throwing interim titles around too, depending on how this fight ends, sure. you know, we'll talk about Usman mm-hmm. Covington, but yeah, because somebody could definitely get injured in that yeah. fight. <laughs> I Maybe mean, some broken jaws, who knows? Yeah, well, boys, this card is just stacked. Uh, rounding out the main card, we have Tisha Torres versus Angela Hill moving up on the main card for Nunez and Pena, and mm-hmm. we also have Song Yadong versus Casey Kinney that's going to kick off the pay-per-view. That'll be a wild one, too. But we are going to get into our picks for our three featured bouts. Uh, oh, also, uh, Bobby Green's on this card. Uh, Ed Herman, Juliana Pena versus Carolina. Say it, John. Uh, Say Carolina's last name. Nope. <laughs> uh, and uh, on the early prelims, I'm excited to see Manil Cop back in the mm-hmm. thing too. That's gonna be a fight, man. Yeah, him and that Osborne. Yeah, the that's Jamaican be, sensation, baby. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. I'm excited for that. Well, boys, Brandon, update us on our scores and let's get into some picks. Okay, so I don't know how to say last place because we're tied. Oh, really? Yeah, we're, yeah you, we're, we're you're the only. Are you the only one that picked yeah. Strickland? Oh, yeah. and I got three you, you points. Got three, so that pushed you up to forty-eight. So me and you both have forty-eight points. Okay, so forty-eight, forty-eight. And he's got fifty-three. Fifty-three. Okay, so there just is no loser this week. Uh, oh, okay. You guys can kiss and decide. No, I'll uh, pick first. Um, okay. Let's. Uh, <laughs> not to mention it. Uh, <laughs> not to mention it. Uh, okay, boy. Yeah. So first one we're gonna do Michael Chiesa versus Vincente Luque. Boys, this is a tough one. I think these two dudes are super tough. I could see, I could see the submission from either one of them, but I think we're going decision here. Uh, like I said, both guys super durable. Um, oh my gosh, dude! I don't know. Do it. Start Say it. Time limits on these. I know. We really should just, just like have like some music. I'm gonna go Luke a just because 
that's my dude. I've, I've, like I said, he's, I've said it on this podcast. He's somebody that, you know, I've super enjoyed watching. Um, and he's been my dark horse for a while. So I'm going to go Luke a unanimous decision. Could be wrong about that though. <laughs> As usual, we could always be <laughs> per usual. Yeah. We, we, we kind of usually are wrong. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to take my guy, the Maverick. I'm taking Kiesa. Um, I can't decide if I want to go decision or submission. That's how com- I mean, I'm pretty confident it's going to be one of those. I'll mm-hmm. take decision. I'll say Kiesa by decision. Okay. Nice. I'm taking Luke a second round TKO. Right. I think if it does start, if they do start banging and it stands up, I think Vincente just, he has more, he has KO wins. Yeah, he can clip it. I mean, he has some some really good tools there. Yeah. Not to say that Chess hasn't gotten better, but yeah. I like Luke right though. Our co-main event, Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munoz. Uh, I'm going to go Munoz here, uh, and I'm going to say Munoz wins. Hmm. Munoz wins. First round knockout. Mm. Man, this is a, this is a tough one for me. This is probably the toughest one. For Worth me. noting, I've never got a first round knockout call right. Every time I say first oh, really? round knockout, it's never right. Never. Just it's usually that. a decision. Just, just throwing that out there. <laughs> well, I usually get the pick wrong too. So, you said, so what did you, you said? Munoz first first round, round knockout. Ko tko. I'm gonna go with Munoz. I'm gonna say decision. Nice. Trying to play it safe. I'm going Jose Auto. Unanimous decision. Shocker. Our he's main. the last like <laughs> my favorites left. Yeah, and he's actually like still up there as you far as like being able to compete. You don't count Izzy. Well, I mean he's new. I'm talking about like my original. Oh, okay, I got you. Got you. Yeah. Then our main event boys for the <sighs> interim heavyweight title: Derek Lewis versus Saril Gone. Uh, once again, I think for Gone, there's a big case for him to win this fight. I mean, I really do. I think with his movement, his footwork, the way he's in and out. Derek Lewis does re- react heavy to a lot of punches and a lot of that fainting and stuff. And I just don't think, though, that even if he does, Gon has the power to put him away, which probably means he will. Uh, but I'm going to go. <laughs> so I'm going to go Derek Lewis. Um, I think I, I think it's going to have to be a little bit later. I think he's going to have to weather a couple rounds. Um, I think Gon's going to have to get a little tired. I'll say Derek Lewis, fourth round, KOTKO. Okay. I'm taking gone. I'm going to say, I think I'm going to go decision all my fights. This, I'll say gone. I'm going to say decision. Nice. So I think that's all three of your decisions for me. I'm going to go Derek Lewis. I'm going to match my Luke, second round, TKO, KO. I just think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think for gone, if he wins it, I, it could be decision. I think it's submission, though, man. Really? I could just visualize him taking him down on the cage and just jumping on his back, like rear naked choking him. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a big deal. It is Derek a big deal. Lewis dude, just, looks, just looks a little bigger. I don't know how else to explain he's that. He's just thick. He's meaty. I mm-hmm. think if he's going to submit him, it's going to be like a heel hook or yeah. a leg lock I or something like that. I can see that, too, man. Like him, he's... I don't, I don't know, know, though. Baddest blue belt in Texas. Yeah, well... You never know. You know his defense is just get up. I know, and it works. <laughs> <so>. Every time. <laughs> it does work. Boys, let's jump into some news. Yeah. First thing we got to talk about um, in terms of our news is I want to talk about Stipe Miocic teasing a potential UFC departure on social media this past week. Mm -hmm. Uh, He responded to an Instagram post. I don't know if you guys saw from 1FC. Mm -hmm. Uh, They asked who they should sign next, and Stipe responded with a bunch of like thinking emojis. Uh, Then he responded to a user and said, I shouldn't have to wait for a winner. Like Somebody commented on his response, Mm -hmm. and he responded back to this guy or girl and said, I shouldn't have to wait for a winner. I have the most heavyweight title defenses of all time. We're one and 
one, but DC got an instant rematch in trilogies against me. So yeah. it's hard to argue in I kind of feel like this interim title fight to me as well as how you spin this into a positive is Francis's next fight is Stipe. I feel like that's mm. how you can make all parties win here. Mm. If they, so to speak, everybody gets their shot, right? You know, uh, we knew it was going to kind of be this cluster at the top with all these, all four of these guys. Yeah. Um, and I think a title eliminator, you know, you can call it what you want, but if, if you look, even if whoever walks out the interim champ, if you just consider that a number one contender, and then next month, I mean, I mean, I don't know how ready Stipe is, but sounds like Lewis or Ngannou is ready to go. Yeah. He said he would be ready in September. Mm-hmm. You know, if Lewis can't turn around or if Gon can't turn around that fast, I really feel like you could do Stipe uh, Ngannou three in like October, and that's a massive, massive fight. It's gonna sell a lot. There's money in it, mm-hmm. and let this thing play out. However, and you know. Stipe loses if he wins it sounds like he might retire anyways um but no matter what i just think it sets it up for that in my opinion and i think he's got a valid point yeah, dc he, literally got he, he does have a point but what you also remember with the ufc is they play favorites sure. and the guys who bring in the money or who do the favors yeah. are the ones who get you know things set up for them <clears throat> so unfortunately he's is greatest heavyweight of all time but He's not necessarily like the when you start naming like the marquee names of the UFC, you know you might remember him in your top ten, but he's right. not in your top five. Right. Since um, Helwani's moved from away from ESPN, you know how he's come out talking about all the <laughs> just said, all yeah the spilling all the tea. In when that same article I was reading with the with the post from Stipe Helwani talks about they threatened to st- strip Stipe at least five times. Yeah, while he had the title, right? I mean, and so it seems like they really have it up for Stipe. That's what it seems like. That That's road. why I said I don't think like when John said the whole thing about you know Gon has more time to get back to a title shot. I don't think they really care about Stipe, which yeah. is crazy because he's the best. Like as of right now, as it sits on this whatever the date is, he's the best heavyweight of all time. Yeah, he just doesn't sell, I guess. But yeah, it does, that's exactly I mean, what it is. Sure, and I understand that. But I'm saying, as far as credentialed goes, I don't. I think he probably sells well, but it's still the the respect. Even if you don't, you know, there should still be a level of respect as well. No, for sure. You know, I don't think, you know, if it wasn't for John Jones, I don't think DC would have sold well. That's just facts. Yeah. I mean, that's a hundred percent fact. If yeah. you if you took John Jones completely out of the equation, he never existed. DC would have been meh because yeah. it took that rivalry for he DC to really come out and know. his personality to shine. Yeah, he definitely upped his promotion yeah. game and his his building his character with John Jones. Yeah, um, somebody would have had to have brung that out. Right. So no. I don't know. It's, it's a good point. It's just it's just something to think about. Uh, something else uh, I wanted to talk about. Um, as much as I'm a fan, obviously, just absolutely disgusting, and you have to call it how you see it. I want to talk about Connor's tweets. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw them. So, uh, Habib, Habib had tweeted, uh, "Good always defeats evil," and then he congratulated. Was it Dustin, right? Yeah. For defeating Connor, mm-hmm. and Connor responded to the tweet and said, "Okay, so fathers evil, COVID's good?" Question mark. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for people that don't know, obviously Habib's dad died of COVID last year, and just dude, that's like probably the most disgusting. As a fan, just the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. As um, just <laughs> no, like I know, I'm, but he's just eating it up. Oh no, dude! Here's the thing: like 
I can be a fan of anybody, but I'm still oh, a yeah. human being at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. And you have common sense. I mean, he deleted the tweet, but dude, the damage is done. And uh, it's almost worse when you delete it. Yeah, it almost really like just uh, if you're going to put it out there, you may as well just own right. it, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to me, um, I think DC said, you know, it seems like a shot of desperation. And, and to me, that's kind of what it seems like at this point is like he is fighting tooth and nail Conor McGregor to just stay relevant. I think he's had time to dissect that fight. I think he realizes he lost the fight aside from the leg break. They maybe wasn't looking good at the end of those rounds. And it's like, you know, how do I keep myself in the conversation? And it's like, but that's not how you do it, man. I mean, that's that's just, yeah. it's just as low as you can get. And it's it's pretty disgusting. Well, it's really the, just as a fan, I'm just really disappointed as yeah. well. So. It's the classic hurt people hurt people. Sure. You know, he's probably in the in a very dark place right now because his whole image is built on being the best, untouchable, I'm ahead of everybody else, all these things. And now that's all been stripped away from him at this point. He's, he's sitting here looking at an injury, right. seeing the fight. <clears throat> yeah. you know, he never was able to you know, beat Habib and things like that that would have put him where he wants to be in life. So yeah. I think he's just in a really dark place and it's caused some really uh, unfortunate things to come out. Right. The interesting thing for me, obviously I don't like Connor, but one thing I can, I would at least previously would have always said was when he loses, he does lose with some humility. Some grace, he does yeah. actually, you know, he takes him on the chin. He'll talk about why, you know, he, he typically loses it like a gentleman, sure. so to speak. This was not, this just hasn't been that mm-hmm. like ever since he lost. I know he broke his foot. People were talking about how like, Oh, when you break your foot, yeah, you're in so much pain. But even after the fight, like we're how, how many weeks away since it's happened and he's mm-hmm. still just kind of going on this. But train. I think it's cause he's just now starting to accept where he's at in the division. Right. And I think no matter what people say, no matter what people feel about Connor being motivated, unmotivated, I can promise you guys when Connor goes to sleep every night, especially right now, he's probably tossing and turning at the thought that he's not the baddest dude. And yeah. like, you know, people used to be scared of this dude and fear every word he said. Cause it was like, he had a way of just predicting. Mystic, he yeah. He was Mac. very, and he's lost it. It's it, that, mm-hmm. that, that mystic Mac thing's done. I mean, it's just, he's done. You can still say he's a great fighter. I still think he's mm-hmm. a good fighter, but he's lost that mystique. Yeah. And I think that's the, the reality of that is starting to settle in mm-hmm. as well. And it's just like, like you said, you just go to these desperation modes and it's just, it's, and it's, it's just, and it's when there. you're a character, when your character that you put forward doesn't have much humility in it. Right. Like Anderson had that mystique at one time too, where people would lose fights before they fought him. Yeah. You know, he was able to just do whatever he wanted, but he was always very, had a lot of humility and was very humble. Sure. And so when his downfall came, people weren't like, ha ha, you lost rubbing it in his face. Yeah. But Connor has put forward so much bad energy. Yeah. I mean, it's like when Colby loses too, yeah. right? Like, well, and, and this thing. tweet reminds me of, like, you ever seen somebody, like, fall and, like, spill stuff and, like, their glasses fall off and people start laughing and the kid turns around and makes eye contact with one of them. He's like, that's why your parents are divorced. Because they want people to laugh at them and not him. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, so it's a deflection thing. Yeah, sure. Boys, another huge fight was announced this week. <sighs> Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. Let's go. Official for UFC 268 November. It will be on the same card as the welterweight title fight between Kamara mm. Usman versus Colby Covington. <sighs> Massive, massive Fireworks. fight on a massive, massive card. Uh, also, the famed DDS Danaher Death Squad announces they are officially ending as a competitive BJJ team. But I'm finding that really hard to believe because they're <laughs> all still together. I don't understand it. I don't. It's, to me, it sounds like they're just kind of like they're going to train together, obviously, because that's one of the ways you stay good sure. is training with the best. But it, to me, it sounds like they're kind of trying to somewhat go their own ways to a degree but i don't like they're trying to have somewhat their own individual brand because when you think outside of gordon 
when you think Craig, Nikki, mm-hmm. and then Rodriguez, like Nikki Rod, you're thinking the squad. Sure. When you think Gordon, it's like, oh, that's Gordon. Mm-hmm. So I think the others are kind of wanting to get some of their own limelight, and this is one of the best ways to do it. Well, like Craig, Nikki, uh, Craig, Nikki, and um, uh, Nikki Rod and Nikki mm-hmm. Ryan, and so I can't remember who else. Uh, Ethan, I think. Krellenstein. Krellenstein. Yeah. They're like calling themselves the B team now. But they every time they make yeah they're like the B team's ready to prove our what I can't I'd have to go to the post but they keep tagging themselves in Austin Texas too which is where Gordon and Danaher is going apparently as well Gordon keeps saying Danaher's not going anywhere he's like I'm gonna so I don't understand because it it was kind of teased that it was like uh, some clash of personalities and stuff so I'm like but I'm uh, think, I'm having a hard time finding I think the, somebody pulled the this would I'm the one who built this up this would be nothing without but me. where's the disconnect because they're all still friendly and being like we're still training together I just I don't understand it it's weird I, I th- honestly think it's that Gordon's just Gordon sure. so the only way for those guys to get anything else out of it is they have to detach themselves a little bit well and Gordon's a very big personality and yeah. very alpha and let's and if you want to be that too you got to get out from under him because they're not gonna yeah it's surpass just, but there it seems like they're gonna go to Austin though like because they keep like I said I don't know it's I mean once again we're trying to put the pieces together through their social media and yeah. they could just be trolling in that too yeah but, could be but the fact Dan, that, I feel like if they were though I don't think Dana would have done that I don't think no, Dana would have said something but like, like for for Nikki Ryan to not train with his brother and be a part of this B team, <laughs> you know, it's like, it just doesn't like your brother would still go. I don't know. It just, it's just weird. Uh, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll keep posted on that and keep watching and see what happens. Uh, but Chris Weidman, unfortunately is going to need another surgery. His leg yeah, is healing properly. Uh, so on August 11th, he's going to have another one. Hopefully he has a speedy recovery. Yeah. It sucks too. Cause it seemed like he was getting mm-hmm. said he was like sparring and running sprints and stuff. And, just not healing right. Yeah, yeah man. It's unfortunate. It's rough. Uh, and then, John, do you have anything before I have get to these last two? Uh, yeah, we got Bellator announcing Douglas Lima and MVP 2 October 1st. Uh, be interested to see if MVP makes any adjustments. Um, I also seen this on um, Twitter. I thought it was interesting. Um, one, one championship was putting out a thing for wanting to do some, like, cage Muay Thai fights. And Dan Hardy said he'd wanted to do it, and John Wayne Parr called him out and said he'd be. Honored I saw that to fight him. I saw that. And yeah. Hardy seems like he's he wants to do it. He seems like that's a yeah legitimate it, person. That'd be cool. Uh, we have Walt Harris first tied to Avasa on two sixty seven, uh, October thirtieth. Holly Holm and Norma Dumont in the works for a fight night in October. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Ooh, uh, uh, Lomachenko a little boxing. He's a supposed to be facing Richard Comey December 11th. I know he's trying to get back to the Lopez fight, but Lopez still hasn't fought mm-hmm. his uh the person he was supposed to fight. Uh also, I don't know if you guys seen this. Colby says that Little Wayne's going to be performing for his walkout <laughs> against Usman. Dude, Little Wayne loves him, I guess. Yeah. I've, I've kind of heard about so that. So between that and then uh Colby calling Kamar Usman the CEO of EPO, uh he's pretty much dominating that yeah. uh, exchange. Oh, I love it, man. Um I hate him, but I love it. The only other thing I have on here is some unfortunateness. I don't know if you guys seen about the retirement. Yeah, I, I had. That was one of my ones, the GOAT. Yeah, man, I know. Sad to see the good ones I know go. you're definitely going to be mad about it. Did you hear about it? I don't think so. Only the greatest of all time walking away from fighting. Who would that be? The greatest of all time? Yeah. Well, he's already gone, in my opinion. Well, now he's gone because he just retired. Hold on. Okay, now I'm not, we're not even going to get into it. <laughs> Keep going. Artem. Lobov. Oh yeah, okay. He's yeah, retiring. Yeah, I see that. Full time from fighting. Yeah. Man. 
Another small Ouch. tidbit, uh, September 4th UFC event that was supposed to be headlined by Darren Till and Brunson is close to being moved back to Las Vegas from I London. I saw that. Yeah, that sucks. Which sucks because it, it would have been great to see Till fight. But I think with COVID, like, yeah. obviously I'm a soccer fan. Like, Manchester United, they just had nine guys test positive. I think it's getting bad over there Delta again. strain. Mm-hmm. Huh? It's that Delta strain. Delta Airlines. I'll Delta you right now. Mm. My, all right. <laughs> so my last thing, uh, this isn't really news. Uh, it was just more, I guess, an observation, you could say, because mm-hmm. um, I, I kind of saw it, and it instantly, I was like, that doesn't seem right. And then I started connecting some pieces. So our boy Al Jermaine just had a birthday, mm. um, and I did a bunch of screenshots. I can show them to you guys, but I won't. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, so UFC said, join us in wishing a very happy birthday to, and they tagged Al Jermaine's. I went through and screenshotted six other champions' birthday posts. All the other champions that have happened this last year. The comments or the captions are, Happy birthday to the champ. Happy birthday to the champ. Happy birthday to the champ. Happy birthday to the welterweight king. Happy birthday to the champ. Happy birthday. Oh, Polish power. Help us wish a very happy birthday to the champ. And Aljo just gets happy birthday at Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. So let me, so let me, let me. You had to really look to see that. Well, it struck me because I'm like, I feel like every time they post those, they mm-hmm. say the champ. That's awesome. So <laughs> I started connecting some dots here. What did mm-hmm. we announce last week that Aljo's next title fight with Jan is not on a pay-per-view event. It's going to be a free event. Yeah. That ain't no mistake, baby. We now know how the UFC feels about him. They don't view him as a champ. Oh. So what do champions get? Pay-per-view yeah, points. That's a good point. So this is why he it was this was probably a no brainer for them. Like mm-hmm. we ain't giving this guy no pay per view points. He's not the champion. Yeah, that tells you right there that they do not view him no. in any sort of way. I mean, how do you not even put the champ? Literally six <laughs> champions. I just swiped through and showed you guys. Happy birthday to the champ. <laughs> yeah, I think they put that on Shane Carwin too. Probably, <laughs> it's probably the goat. That's who Brandon was talking about. But yeah, I just and then I started thinking like, wait. He is going to be on a free pay-per-view where mm-hmm. he's not going to get pay-per-view points. And I'm sure for them, it was just like, oh, absolutely. Some pretty good yeah. detective work right there. Man. Well, that, just saying. There's not very many the champions case. who've won in that fashion where they were just Nobody's getting walked out. Fashion. Like, yeah, like just getting dog walked. No. The only person who could have done it would have been Anthony Smith. Yeah. I bet, you know, here's the thing. As I should like tag, I bet Aljo doesn't even know. I bet he does. No, because he, he was like, the first one. Well, I bet you Twitter has told him. He like responded to it because I kind of was like, did he respond? And he just said, thanks, God. You know, like, I don't know. It was like kind of like a generic, but there's no way you don't recognize because I put recognize it on Twitter it. and tag him. I should. Yeah. I should like, I should put them all together and be like, one of these is not like the other. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, I mean, but then. And you could even throw out the pay per view thing, man. Yeah, but then that's what I'm saying. And then get you get Twitter popping, dog. Well, then you get thrown on a free pay per view and it's like, oh. Dana White doesn't want you to make any more. That's a free purview. It's not even a pay It's a free purview, exactly. Mm. Well, boys, that is our news, and we're going to play a game. Let's get it. We got some time here, so we're going to go ahead and do it. Um, this could be a disaster. It probably will be. This I made this game up just like I did tap or cap. I wanted to do like a knockout version, and so if this mm. is a train wreck, forgive me. I am worried that Brandon saw some of these answers. So if I he, literally can't see that. I don't believe you. He's, right. he's literally reading. I've seen him mouthing words like, right yeah. here. So we're just going to do it. If it's bad, we'll refine it. Just like mm-hmm. tap or cap, we'll probably do it again in the future. So this game is called What Happened? What Just Happened? I'm still, I don't know. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Jeez. But the idea is that when people get knocked out they lose consciousness they right. oftentimes wake up they don't know where they at and in this case they don't know who they are mm. so you guys are going to be the fighters you're for and i'm going to be like the judge slash doctor whatever mm-hmm. 
what's the first question? Obviously, they ask, what just happened? What happened? Because they don't know. They got knocked mm-hmm. out. So you guys, your first question is going to be, what happened? I'm going to tell you what happened. You can ask me three questions after that about, it could be about the fight. It can be about your opponent. I'm not going to tell you your opponent's name. Um, and I might play dumb a little bit too. Think I'm like a doctor. I don't know anything about fighting. So, mm. cause I can't just, well, like I can't be like super specific. Or I feel like I got crazy knockout. Cause you'd be like, Oh, that's easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sounds like it's going to be incredibly hard. No, I don't think, I think the opposite. I think I'll let Brandon go first. For sure. <laughs> I think it's going to be so easy that it'll be stupid. And I'm going to have, that's what I'm saying. I have to go back and mm. tweak it. You're not, your net tap game was pretty easy. So let's see. Did you get them all right? I, I think we got all but like one. Yeah. I think you missed one. Yeah, but once again, it's like I didn't know how hard I could should go. Well, I mm-hmm. pay much closer attention to submissions than I do knockouts. So, so yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. Go first. Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, so L. Brandon, you are officially knocked out. <gasps> okay, wake up. Um, what happened, idiot? Uh, you got kicked in the face. That's it. <laughs> I'm a doctor, dude. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you asked what happened. He just, yeah, told, I just told you. Do you know what kind of kick? Um, I don't, I don't really know what it's called. I just saw the guy kind of throw his leg straight up. That's all I know. What color was the guy that hit me? <laughs> Whoa, we're going to race. Um, well, wait, hang on. So time out. This is why. <laughs> Can I, if I ask, back if I ask, was it this person? Does that I, count I, as like I, the end? Like if I'm wrong, do like, all three questions. Don't guess it. Get all three. End. Yeah. And I'll ask okay, cool, you because my question was going to be, is it Anderson Silva? No, you can't. No, I'm told you I'm not going to tell you the name. That was one of the rules in the beginning. Oh, right. Because I got to figure out who I am. So I would be Vitor Belfort. Yeah. Well, so could I say, did Anderson Silva hit me? You got it right. It's Vitor Belfort. You <laughs> will just be, I told you, ask all three of your questions. And then at the end, I'll say, what is your name? I will say, I, I do think the leg straight in the air. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it can't yeah. be, but he probably saw it too. It yeah, was like the first one on the list. <laughs> All right. John, Let me go see for I it. Uh, 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 <laughs> what happened? Left hook. Big left hook. <sighs> what division is this? Um, good question. I, I think you both are 125 straw weights. Mm. 115, sorry. 115 pounds. Mm. Hmm. Can I help him? No. Am I the main event? Uh, yes, you were. One more question. Hmm. Or wait, no, you weren't. Sorry. Oh <laughs> shit. You weren't. <laughs> um. Hundred fifteen pounds left. Uh. Am I ranked? Uh, yes. Okay, so there's my three questions. Fighter, who are you? What is your name? There's something out there. I know. I'm just gonna have to. <laughs> do 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 boo boo. I don't know why she I'm um she hit you pretty hard. Yeah, it's a big left. Uh, you're in New York City at Madison Square Garden. Quit telling him stuff. I'm just giving like basic stuff. I could. I would have done the same for you. Yeah. I don't know why I'm having trouble running through 115 pound women's. I'm pretty sure you guys were fighting for a title, but I'm not. I don't. I, I think. And I wasn't a main event. Well, there's always probably a bigger fight ahead of that. Gotta have Madison an Square right now. I need an answer. I'm, blo- I'm drawing a blank. Three, two, one. I don't got it. Fighter, you are Joanna Young J Check, and you mm. just got knocked out by Euros Not My Eunice. Mm. Yeah, I didn't get a softball lob to me like Brandon on that one. Brandon, you're next. Go for it. What happened? Uh, I don't know, man. You guys kind of came together and you just went down. I, 
There might have been an elbow in there. I don't know. Okay, I like I like the question that I heard earlier. What what weight class is this? Uh, you guys are you guys are smaller guys. I think they said 145 pounds. Okay. I do think I saw an elbow though. Cobwebs. Oh man. <laughs> uh. What? Yeah. What event is this? Uh, you you guys are in. A, this is a fight night. We're in Denver, Colorado. Um, Tell me the date, maybe. Uh, it's November tenth, two thousand eighteen. This was a main event as well. You said we're one forty fivers. Yeah. Man, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's it. weird when you start getting like the details. It was weird. You guys just came together. I, yeah, I think I his. Hear I think he threw. Like I said, I saw his arm come up. Maybe I get one more question. There was an elbow, right? Yeah. Ugh. Mm. I definitely know this one. <laughs> I need a question. I, I I can't even think of a good one to ask. I can't ask for any names, right? No, you can ask questions about your opponent. I'll do my best to answer though, because like I don't know how many kids this guy has. Mm. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I am just. Uh, I think stuck. he's. He was a. I think your uh, opponent was Mexican. I'm not sure. In forty-five or oh, am uh, okay. I think I know the answer. So Who are you? I need a, am I the zombie? Yes. Okay. Gosh, I basically had to give it to him, yeah. though. No, I. it's funny. It's like I, I couldn't call it that last one. But once you got to well, 45 and elbow, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he, what kept throwing me off? Because he was like, you ran to get, you guys ran into me. Like, just kind of oh. were together. And I'm like, like <laughs> hugging? Like, I don't mm -hmm. assume, but as soon as like. It, okay. is, what it, it is one of those things where it's like. You know a lot about X, Y, Z, but as soon as somebody just randomly asks you, you're like, ah, ah. so I'm not giving you that one though. Cause I basically gave it to you. Whatever. So, uh, you have one with Vitor, John, you got to get on the board for the tie right Let's here. Go. I have, I have a tiebreaker. Uh, so go ahead. Your first question. What just happened? Did I go out? You just got hit with a big right hook, my man. Ooh. Yikes. Um, yeah, well, well, well what, what division am I in? You are a middleweight. Middleweight. I just got hooked by a right hook. Yes. Big, big, big mm. right hook. <clears throat> am I in a main event? Like a big no, fight? No, no. Mm. This is a massive pay-per-view, though. Mm, UFC okay. 100, man. UFC 100. It's probably embarrassing. I'm at, you said an 85er, right? Yeah. 85er, right hook. Uh, UFC 100. Mm. It doesn't hurt that that guy was a legend either. Yeah. Was a, uh, yeah. So let's see. This is so hard. <laughs> UFC 185. I got hooked out with a right hook by a legend. Uh, Am I a, uh, I got one more question, right? Mm -hmm. Do I, uh, do I train at AKA? No. You do not. Oh, so. I don't. I honestly don't even think you're American by your accent, man. Mm. And I got. I just got knocked out. <laughs> a freaking right hook <laughs> by a freaking legend. By a, a legend, and I don't even speak good English. I don't know how I'm doing it now. I mean, your English is really good. You just have an accent. Oh, I just have an accent. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, am I? Uh, <laughs> need an answer. Am I Michael Bisping? Yes, he got it. Good. Nice. He got it. I didn't know. 
Oh, good stuff. For man. some reason, my head went to. You, you pulled Luke. that out of your butthole. I well, can tell. For some reason, I was going toward like uh, Luke Rockhold. That's why I asked the AKA because I wasn't sure when he'd fought. But so UFC 100. That was that was some time ago, right? Yeah, it was uh, 2011. Yeah. So who knocked him out? Uh, 2009. Dan Henderson. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay. So we're gonna do a tiebreaker. So I've got one more for each of us. No, you guys are gonna do this together. So as soon as you know who you are, oh, just so the first one again. Yeah, mm-hmm. this will just be a con. You guys can both ask. I'll give you guys both three questions each. Um, but once you've done your three, you're done, and you guys gotta figure. And it we out. only get one shot to say who we are. Or we can't just keep throwing them out. Uh, yeah, one shot. Because I'll go through the yeah, roster real you, quick. If, if you yeah, I know. If, <laughs> if you guess, Shane Shark. Ah. yeah. If if you guess and you are wrong, you're out. Okay. 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 Go ahead, boys. Uh, you were just hit with a big uppercut. Mm. <laughs> big uppercut. What happened? I was fine. Oh. No, you, I was in this. You just got hit with a massive. You really uppercut. stopped that? Yeah, big big uppercut. I had him. You were out. <laughs> you weren't even moving. Jeez. You might be dead. We really actually kind of thought you were dead. <laughs> well, okay. What division am I in? Uh, you're big, big boy. You guys are got to be heavyweights. Do I even wrestle? Uh, yeah, I think so. Seems like you do. Am I from America? Yeah, you're in America. Am I Curtis Blades? Yeah! Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. I thought the wrestling was going to give it away for you. I just needed to certify that he was well, a wrestler. he was like, hey, I think so. <laughs> Yeah, it. dominate! So I dominated you. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Hey, there's only been one round of this game, and I won. Okay, right, so let me make a note: no more what just happened game. <laughs> that was hard. I want to make one for you because, like, that was actually a lot harder than I thought. Go for it. Was it. Be. Go for it. Use your brain. Yeah. I think. I think when you get back from your honeymoon, mm-hmm. we're gonna set you up with a double. Maybe like two yeah. tapper caps and two what happened here. Just let's do it. I'm terrible. Yeah, no, that's why we want to do it. Yeah. No, my 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 fight recollection and memory is horrid. You're gonna come back with some jet lag and then go like <laughs> 0 for eight and then have to tell that to the fans. Oh boys, that is it for us this week. Um, next week's gonna be an interesting episode because um, we have my bachelor party. So yeah, Brandon's gonna take his shirt off. I don't know how we're gonna do this episode, but we are gonna find a way to do it. It will be here next Monday, but mm-hmm. it's gonna be a pretty interesting weekend. Oh yeah, so. and yeah, my bachelor's it's Saturday. We record on Sunday, so mm. yeah, hard telling how Sunday's gonna look. <laughs> you ever heard a podcast from a car? Because that's <laughs> yeah. what might happen. And we have to watch UFC two sixty five. In a in well, we're going to Cincinnati. So if you're at a bar in Cincinnati that's yeah. showing the fights, let us know because we have no let idea. Let us know on Instagram because we need to either that or we're gonna find somebody named Kyle who's renting in his house. There's definitely a Kyle and Cincy that's let us put, let us all put five apiece on it <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, Brandon, what's our song of the week, man? Give us one song of the week. Um, this is kind of a, a different one. Um, Money by Pink Floyd. I've never heard that song. What do either of you know who Pink Floyd is? Wait, is it Money, Money, Money? No. Oh. I don't know. Money. I don't know. Really? No. I'm gonna look it up though. Yeah, look it up. I've looked That's up everybody's cool. songs. It's old mm-hmm. school. Kind of, kind of following John a little bit because his was a bit older school. Yeah. That's How often why. did did you listen to that song a couple times after I said that? Because that's in my like morning on the way to work. <laughs> Freebird? No, or, no, no. Sorry. It was, uh, uh, Wayward Son. Yeah. Wayward Son. I'm not a big fan of that song. Wow. Yeah. Feel bad for Oliver. Yeah. I do too. Uh, Brandon, give the people something before we get out of here. Look forward to our episode next weekend because I'm looking forward to it. Cause it's probably going to be a little weird. It's going to um, be. There's probably going to be like seven th- guests, three other people with us. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like we're going to have to do this from the so hotel room. Definitely be yeah. looking out for that. 
Um, and there's knock knock housekeeping. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. If, just know if 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 our boy Q Q Tin Williams is mm-hmm. on this episode next week, something good. Get happened. ready for two hours. <laughs> so, yeah. Something good is gonna happen. John, give the people something before we get out of here, man. I'm excited to announce. I was gonna say this in the beginning because you know talk about doing stuff new, <clears> but. Uh, I'm a sneaker collector, and I actually was able to mark off one of my Holy Grail shoes. Okay. A top five shoe for me. Uh, Frank Thomas, first baseman for the White Sox, has a shoe with Reebok. Yep. And there was a colorway called the Silver Slugger that was supposed to come out in 2014. Frank Thomas sued him because I don't think he was going to make money off of it. So it got released as a sample. Mm. Your boy found his size on eBay, pulled the trig, and now I oh, have nice. it. Oh, nice. How many are in the world, do you know? Uh, I don't know, but they didn't do like a full release. Like They basically just kind of got let out the factory or maybe even sit into like outlets because they didn't know what to do with them yeah so they're just so hard to get especially in my size so sure pretty excited about that nice and mine is for my cubs fans let's hang in there guys this too shall pass uh we got bears football coming up when you guys play the jackrabbits uh yeah <laughs> it's it's gonna be a rough one cubbies let's just like i said let's just stay together and boycott the club no more jerseys love me. your mother We'll see you guys. Enjoy 265. Peace. Bye. No more sandals.